Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Welcome to the Sherlock's Weekly Highlights podcast with me, Georgie Coverage Cole. This week, I'm joined by my lucky Charlotte Collins and Astrid Carter. Carter. <laughs> Which, by the way, we were talking about names the other week with Hannah Stratford Taylor, and you were saying how you wouldn't change your name. Mm. I don't think before I speak on these things, and I know my husband's going to He got home, he was like, hmm, it's lucky I love you so much. <laughs> but you were saying how you wouldn't want to change your name, and then we were having this bit of a debate whether Jones or Smith which is the more popular oh, yeah. name in the UK do you know any answer? Uh, I would say Jones. Jones I would say Smith Smith? yeah so there are about 750,000 Smiths in the UK I definitely know more That's Jones like- than Smith me and too. there are about half a million Joneses. Oh. That is such a high percentage of the country. I know, but I think it? I'd rather be a Smith than a Jones. Just really bad. Well, my husband's Finding great friends. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I laughed at it because you said that you wouldn't change your name. No. And you loved Carter. But Carter is in the top 20 surnames in the UK. Did you know that? Astrid's in the top 50, so I've just got a very yeah. common name now. <laughs> so you're just very we common. Have <laughs> <laughs> oh, anyway, that did make me laugh. Now, I've got to confess that I'm sitting here in my gym kit this morning, <laughs> which is against company rules, but I was awake pretty early this morning, waiting for VIP to launch. Yay. And I basically, I intended to go at 7.15, but instead I just sat there looking at my phone, <laughs> looking at all the updates. It's kind of like a drug. You can't yeah, down. you get hooked and then you can't look away. So has it done well so, so far? yes, it has. It has so yeah. we actually don't have enough cards in the office <gasps> what? to print. That's insane. Um, which is quite cool. And yesterday we were having a bit of a last minute run through to see if we had everything we needed. And Harriet said, so I've got this many cards and... I think, did you say or she said, shall I order some more? We were like, no, 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 don't jump the Yeah. No expectations, no expectations. I have to say, out of all the launches we've done, this is the one that like I've had the most friends text me or email me like, oh, really? what? Have you? What's happening? Yeah, because you know, we've been teasing it with yeah. social and have email you? and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's nice to yeah. hear. I don't know, you just don't know these things. And I think the sort of worry is there have been so many things of this nature mm. over the years that have sort of come and gone. Yeah. But I think where we're different is because this isn't our sole business. We're a publisher first and foremost so I hope we're in a really strong position to sort of negotiate the best deals for our VIPs and what I think we have already and you know there's September and already the October calendar is looking amazing as is November so as a bystander I'm like waiting for the next month as I think you say I'm like cool it's next month yeah, yeah it's really exciting well I know I hope all supplies are ready yeah so it's five pounds a month or £50 for a year and then you get all these you know amazing offers like you can go to Albert's the private member style know, in South Kensington just brilliant. for free for mm-hmm. a month and you can get 75 quid off your Botox you get a free day pass <laughs> at a parenting club you get, yeah I mean there's some cool stuff pre-glass of wine at the Humble Grape yeah. um, gym classes yeah, that's a really good deal. Fifty percent off your yeah. blow dry. Yeah, that's yeah. Really and good. I'm waiting and for the code to go live. So I can <laughs> and the early bird tickets to the uh, Ginger Line as well. It's like yeah. an unbelievable code. They sell out in minutes. Yeah. So yeah, when I saw that, I was like, Whoa. every time they they launch a new one, someone's like, oh, I can get tickets. Yeah. 
that's an amazing yeah, so yeah, yeah, 24-hour early access. So no, it's very exciting. I actually had, everyone's been saying to me, you know, what's the magic number? I had some girls over last night and they're like, what's the magic number? And I, I had a number in my head for the first year and we're nearly, I'm hoping we're going to get halfway to that today. <laughs> yes. So wow, that's, that's insane. Yeah. Yeah. So, so join up. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so on the topic of lifestyle, books, TV, podcasts, what have people been up to, reading, watching? So I want to give a small shout out to um, a show that, well it's actually a movie um, called I Am Bolt. Um, my best friend was involved in the production of it's it. It's a movie. It's, a, it's yeah, it's like a feature length documentary. documentary. Okay. Um, yeah, sorry, it's, it's like, it's a, it's a doc, but it's, um, it's movie length. And it basically charts, they followed him for I think about five years, and they basically are charting kind of the behind the scenes of his training for, um, you know, for the big kind of international events specifically the 2008 Olympics and the 2012 first of all it's an amazing insight into what it takes to be a professional athlete like that like I mean you know it's nothing so, so few cheat. of us who doesn't cheat so that was the other thing I was going to say can so, I just quickly side note yeah. no Farah I'm really concerned. I know well my somebody was showing me this weekend because after obviously it was really controversial on Friday last week when when um, Usain Bolt didn't win like you know yeah, his yeah, final race and I, I, I nearly cried and there was yeah. there's a list of everyone who's won that race for the last like 12 years and it was like here's a version of that list um, cutting out all the drugs cheats and the only name left on that list of winners was Usain Bolt he's like the only person in the but entire yeah, industry you, not, you just have to hope I mean Jessica Ennis was retrospectively awarded yes a, a first medal, place yeah um in the last is it yesterday yeah, the last yeah. two days or whatever it is but I just like Mo Farah I've said I don't know I just even with Mo Farah are we going to find out like we did with him we're going to find out that Usain Bolt yeah. has cheated it, down the line I don't know I don't, I it seems that. unbelievable that people why don't we let them all cheat right like how can one why person be exempt why do they keep doing it they're all getting caught out no because they're not they've all got away with it for so long it's like the same as um, cycling cycling yeah. in Tour de France like it was right. just complete culture mm. and there, was, there would be no point in them racing mm, against each yeah. other at that time. Did anyone see that Lance Armstrong talking yes, about documentary, documentary yeah. film? I mean, that was just incredible yeah. watching him basically have a blood transfusion yeah. so and then stuff. store the blood, the uncontaminated blood, in a fridge and then pump it back into yeah. him at like oh, fridge oh, temperature. Who could do that? Oh, who and then, and it, I don't know about the Usain Bolt one, but the um, Lance Armstrong one was so well edited because it would kind of cut from him sitting in court going, I can't believe I'm being accused of cheating. Mm-hmm. And then it would cut to him on April Winfrey and yeah. saying, did you ever ride under the influence yeah, of, yeah. you know... So, so the Bolt one is obviously isn't kind of twisted in any way to suggest that he's kind of had any dirty business. And it also it's kind of in, with entirely with permission. It's an autobiography sort of as opposed to a biography. Yeah. The camera crew very much followed him all this time. Yeah, well, yeah, Full Well is the name of the production company who made it and it's going out on the BBC. You, we all kind of know what it takes, you know, in yeah. inverted commas, but like it's amazing to actually see I love the dedication. Like well, talking of sports documentaries, has anyone watched the Cristiano Ronaldo one on Netflix? No, no. I mean, I'm by no means a football fan. <laughs> no. But I just watched it one day. It's so good. Yeah, things it's like that. Fascinating. Oh. Just how you know he came from really humble beginnings, and he's just so driven. Yeah, mm. just an incredible yeah. person. Yeah, it's more mental than yeah. physical. I think things yeah. like that are brilliant. I mean, it's like the James Cracknell trilogy. I don't know if any of you ever saw I never that. Saw it, but I remember we put it in our Christmas gift guide, and we did. Year. And I gave it to various people in my family, and and I don't even know if you can still buy it on Amazon, but it's just phenomenal. It charts him doing three big events, and he won the Miss Marathon de Sable. The guy only is the best Briton ever, the fastest Briton ever to run the marathon de Sable which is you know seven marathons in six mm-hmm. days or is it six marathons in seven mm-hmm. days but anyway those sorts of things I think are just yeah. so brilliant so I'm going to watch yeah. you say yeah, do. Do. Yeah. so the other thing that I've been tuning into is a new podcast it's by John Ronson who is um, he's quite an esteemed Welsh journalist he does This American Life which is famed for Serial um, and he's got a new series out called The Butterfly Effect it's a seven part series um, it's currently available on Audible but it's coming to iTunes in November 
November, and it's about what happened when Audible's a, brilliant. Yeah, know? it is. I've never used it. I, I think it's brilliant. And just sorry, I'll yeah, no, no, no. In a second, but yeah, we talked about before listening to, but you know, if you, if someone doesn't have time to read, yeah, I think it's just mm. it's like the cheats way of going yeah. through books. And there's so much out there that you wouldn't necessarily pick up on a bookshelf as well. And you can speed it up. <laughs> <laughs> my love it. because Scare whenever me, but... my husband comes home and I'm listening to a podcast and hears me listening to a podcast and he's like only you would listen to a podcast on one and a half speed <laughs> but you can read a book on Audible fast so I've yeah. been reading Marching Powder still reading Marching Powder it's quite long reading listen to Marching Powder <laughs> which is about prison in Al Paz oh yeah yeah and it's an incredible book. Yeah. If anyone's interested in it, it's about cocaine and basically how the best cocaine in Bolivia apparently comes from the prison. I've been reading it, listening to it on Audible, and how, yeah, brilliant. Yeah, if, somebody, if somebody doesn't have time to read, yes. get onto Audible. And you get a free trial, don't you? Yes, so that's how I listened to The Butterfly Effect, which was sneaky. I probably will delete it afterwards. But <laughs> so you've, you've got a free trial, and basically what it's about is he starts by researching the guy, a guy from Belgium, who basically enabled all porn to be available and accessed for free online so before this guy Fabian came along in like the early 2000s all porn was essentially paid for before this guy Fabian kind of came into the picture and changed things around so basically it's a seven part series which tracks the knock on effect of this porn now being so widely available and what's kind of happened to both people within the industry but kind of society as a whole since you know porn has become like something for the masses essentially so basically each episode kind of tracks the different dark sides that have kind of come out of this so things like um, kind of young impressionable boys who are being put on the sex offenders register because they're learning such a problem problem. they're learning kind of bad language and and phraseology and stuff from these but also such a problem I mean sex offenders register is one thing but how sort of normal can you say middle class I don't know but how these sort of young Mm. boys are learning from pornography how to treat women it's having a real it's a real it's quite hot topic yeah yes I can imagine if you've got kids it is because they that they kind of touch on that as well within the series that actually how do you even begin to give your children a kind of safe normal in inverted commas kind of sex education if they're at such a young age they're getting they're such wide access to the yeah. Mo- yeah to really yeah. explicit that's so derogatory right stuff yeah. exactly yeah so that's quite a large part of it they also focus on kind of obviously now with so much ready, readily available people are kind of having to get their kicks elsewhere so bespoke porn is a massive kind of part of the series um, but this is so these are companies um, in America like out in the valley in LA and they basically will kind of tailor make any porn to, to people's requests but what this uh, podcast kind of revealed is that people are using it for kind of quite sad reasons mm-hmm. so there was one guy who um, requested to have some porn actresses ruin his stamp collection and like that, I know it's so weird but like this guy and then it kind of it's all to do with like you know these emo- emotional problems that they've had earlier in life so they tracked down this guy and it turned out that this was because he like people had made fun of his stamp collection as he was growing up and so you know all of this stuff kind of comes out that people are really kind of turning to porn to like exercise yeah it's emotional quite strange right. yeah. those emotional scarring scars or whatever are attached to something exactly yeah. sexual yeah. exactly yeah. and and the biggest the series ends on something and this isn't really ruining it because there's like a lot of kind yeah, of don't re- we're not yeah it's so good but there's, there's a lot of rhetoric around this because again this brings up so many questions that um somebody contacted one of these bespoke agencies and said um all they wanted was some, an actress to sit in front of a camera and say you are loved it gets better it's worth staying alive like don't do this I know it's really really sad so on the flip side the industry itself has kind of been turned on its head so in the past where people were able to kind of have like porn careers essentially with longevity now
now, essentially, it's all run on SEO. So what people are searching for, for the most part, is either babysitter porn or MILF porn. <laughs> so if you're anywhere between the ages of 22 and 29, like that's it. You're literally obsolete within yeah. the industry. Like, you can't work. So, yeah, a lot of people are kind of being put out of business in that sense, too. It's interesting that you say that, because recently I was on holiday in Marbella, um, in this complex, sort of like a housing complex. But yeah, there's this couple that live there. And they are porn producers and a porn actress. They live together. How do you know? Well, I got told by my friend because she also has a house mm. there. And then I sort of went on a stalking mission to find them. Because <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to see what they looked like. And did you? Yes, I found them. And they're very much what you would expect. <laughs> a cliche. What, do they porn like? what is the cliche? He's got long blonde hair, like okay. jeans with a studded belt. She's like made up to the nines. It's Simon Cowell. Yeah. <laughs> my no, no, jeans? No. It's more like bad pop. Okay. okay. Sort of. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. She's like lips, cheeks, boobs, lipo, everything you can imagine. I mean, her body is like, doesn't even look real. But anyway, they used to be these successful TV presenters in Sweden. And um, then they moved to Spain and started producing porn off the back of their fame. Did quite well when it was paid for. Mm. But um, now it's all going down the pan. Uh, They're not paying their rent because they're not making money. They've been caught by the swimming pool making porn videos. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you've got a point, I can believe it. If I'm honest, I kind of struggle to feel all that sympathetic <laughs> about people not making money in the porn industry. But anyway, it's an interesting topic. Yeah. It is. Yeah. And I'm definitely going to listen to that podcast. Me too, yeah, definitely. Too. Um, well, talking about, I don't know, self-help, failing careers, <laughs> I don't know what the lead-in with the next story is. But if you're the kind of person who cringes at go-get-it quotes on Instagram, then a guy called Gary John Bishop has written a book about building a life you want to live. And it's a real sort of tough love, no-nonsense approach to advice. And it's called Unfuck Yourself. I feel like there are a lot of books with fuck in the title. <laughs> I feel like there are, yeah. Well, basically the concept is that it's about making your life one that you want to live what he kind of says is that you live the life that you're willing to put up with and that either you accept things as they are or you change them no one wants to hear about you moaning so just get on with it and some people would rather be miserable and moan uh, than do something that they need to do in order to make them happy yeah yeah so it's about living a life that you've created it's about realizing that and this is the point that really resonated with me is it's about realizing that the future isn't the key to your happiness mm-hmm. it's about being grateful for the present and being alive and mm-hmm. recognising the happiness that's around you and if what you're doing right now is making you happy then it's like go do something now that changes your future like right now go do it and I just love the point about having to be happy in the present because I think there are so many people that are always just living for the next thing and or in the past yeah, yeah. I think yeah. we've been really as a society like we've been trained to be so ambitious now especially with everyone becoming entrepreneurs and having amazing careers that we are always after something thinking we forget to really appreciate what we've achieved so far yeah and the day-to-day small things that do matter that you do forget about take for granted mm. and there's always a job you could go for or you know someone's always doing better than you i mean this resonated loads with me it's just the culture that we live in I think. yeah I think so. I mean, it's everywhere you turn that kind of yeah message and comparing yourself to other people yeah. etc yeah all these motivational quotes make you think oh my god am i really doing enough yeah, yeah. but this i think this for me the key takeaway from this is is that kind of it's basically a really blunt way of saying like stop being scared because that it, i yeah. always think of that quote like what would you do if you mm-hmm 
mm. you tomorrow if you weren't scared of it. And to me, this is that. This is just saying like, okay, screw all of that. Like, actually, just go ahead and be proactive. Like, it's just a really cutthroat yeah. way of saying that. And I think yeah. that's really helpful. It's like a push. You're like, and actually, yeah. don't have regrets. No. Yeah, and it's just yeah. genuinely a really funny book. Like, he's a brilliant writer. I loved where he, we asked him. So, so ultimately, you're saying that we're all in control of our lives. And he says, you can choose to sit back and manifest yourself into a frenzy of mindfulness and tapping into your spirit animal. <laughs> that's not going to pay the credit card bill at the end of the month, is it? Yeah, yeah, which is so true. Yeah, and and yeah, I just love the idea of living in the present. So you make what you're doing now, and if what you're doing now really isn't making you happy, then change it. Don't moan about it, but find a way of making your day to day. Like so many people are just living for the next thing and counting down. You know, I can't wait for the weekend. I can't wait for the holiday. I can't wait for you know. I just think it's so important that you get up every day. And yeah, there are good days, there are bad days. But you get up every day and you find stuff in your day-to-day that is good and fulfilling. Yeah. And if it's not, don't moan about it. Fucking do something Change about it. Change it, yeah. Doing the same thing over and over again isn't going to produce a different outcome, is it? Yeah, so. I know people like that. I like the, the point that he moved from Glasgow to LA with $800 in his pocket. And he's now really successful. And so, I don't know, you, you often get people who... Know, it's easy to talk this talk, isn't it? But he's actually done it himself. Mm. He's gone out there and he sees opportunities. And he's been really relentless and he says, you know, that's... That's what makes someone successful in life. Mm is being relentless um, to the point of obsession yeah, it's kind of a bit similar to what you the article you said this morning actually isn't it yeah what, was, what it? was it move fast and break things yeah as Mark Zuckerberg <laughs> said the key to a successful entrepreneur mm. is not playing it safe get on with it yeah when I'm like making everyone really out of control <laughs> there's a reason <laughs> when I'm just adding to chaos it's sometimes saying the office is quite calm <laughs> <Did> I arrive <laughs> on the subject of being straight talking a company called Glassdoor has put together a list of the UK's most hated office buzzwords it's Quite a lot about this in the press. But it's fair to say that from game changers and no-brainers to mission statements and blue sky thinking, office life comes with its fair share of superfluous terminology. Uh, Which of these do you say which annoy you the most? (laughs) You know, I don't actually say many of these, to be perfectly honest. I think there are a few in here that I wonder where they came from. Punch and puppy. I was like, question mark, question mark, question mark. Yeah. Punch and puppy needs to do something horrible for the long-term good of the company. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If Only in Theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Please drop that into conversation at some point. <laughs> <laughs> I just love people don't work, work. But <laughs> I'm glad we don't work in a really conventional office. I mean, I think they're quite startup-y, actually. And salesy, salespeople yeah. love it. Like, it's like quite, a mission it's quite Ricky though. Gervais. The yeah. 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 Run it up the flagpole. David Brent. David Brent, yes. Run it up the flagpole. If you don't like it, get off the bus. Hang and on. that's just, that's just too wordy, isn't it? If you don't like it, get off the bus. Uh, it's funny how the Americanisms come in those so now. I remember, okay, I remember yeah. the first time someone told me to reach out or that they were going to reach out. I was like, you, you what? <laughs> Did you just sing to me? And I do find myself saying, say it's I say just getting in touch. 
quite a lot. Everybody's touched. Touching base. Yeah, touching base. Circle back. I say circle back. Circle back in what context? Because I get approached quite a lot from, you know, like cold sales companies or whatever, and I'll just say, sorry, a bit busy this week, circle back in seven days. Do you? That's not going to mean anything, Maya. One of these people. Come back. Get in touch. Yeah. Try again. The English way to say it. Circle back. Do you? I've never heard that. Run it up the flag. Just because they say it to me, and I've got into a bit of a dark hole of saying it. That's such a I say game changer actually all the time. Well, say, but I, I think that about like chocolate bars or like. But I think yeah. game changer is like, yeah. But I think game changer is so useful. Yeah. Yeah. And I think like game changer deal breaker. Yeah, deal breaker. Do, yeah. I don't know. I think I, there's something. I don't know. It sounds a bit cooler than some of these. But I also think it's quite a good way of saying to someone, like, I know to me I'm always you've got to pick your battles a bit. And sometimes if I say it's not a game changer or a deal breaker, it'll be it would be good to change something or it, it could be improved. Yeah. Mm. And if you've got the time, do it. If you don't, it's not a deal breaker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's also a very good way of saying that totally matters. Like if you could say it's a complete deal breaker if, if yeah. they're not going to be able to give us X. Yeah. Yeah. It's off. Like mm. it's off. Yes. I don't know. To me, well, game changes like high praise. It's yeah. Yeah, the same thing. And what about annoying things? What things annoy you the most? <laughs> I hate generic responses from just from people speaking in the office. That really winds me up. Like what? Like, what when you ask someone's opinion, they go, "That's so nice." Uh, <laughs> and I just want to punch <laughs> someone in the face when they do that. I hate, like, that's not an opinion. <laughs> I regularly get press releases that are incorrect, so that will be addressed to somebody. I got one the other. The day that said dear insert name blah blah blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and then they followed it up going dear charlotte so sorry about the mistake um would this work for the debrief <laughs> how have you made a mistake twice in one go cheer up do like, your research yeah yeah the worst is the nail management's wrong yes. yeah. twice <laughs> when someone like a br that you don't know emails you and says hi hun yeah hi hun yeah. hi hun yeah. hi darling uh, no I'm no a friend hello yeah, yeah. hey, i don't know your name yeah. Like over familiarity yes. oh, is too much. And we get a lot in our industry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I always remember someone, a PR from a really big PR agency, sent out a mailing list, but they didn't BCC, they CC'd. Like pretty much every journalist, <laughs> but they were promoting a range of new range of sex toys <laughs> and just the tirade of comments from all the journalists. <laughs> oh, that. That's the so funniest thing that's ever. Good. Someone used to eat their food. Because I always eat my lunch when I'm cashing with people, but that's only so same amount. But this person used to, she'd make her lunch and then she'd put a mouthful in her mouth and then she'd walk over and ask you a question <laughs> with the mouth. Oh, that's so gross. gross. So you'd go, um, can you actually get, yeah, and then she'd come over and talk to you and that used to. <laughs> Is that one you told me once that Coco said and, something? And I told yeah. the children and Coco came to the office once and said, Mummy, which is the one that eats with oh, her no. shorts <laughs> with her mouthful? And I was like, oh my god. Yeah, you can't, children, they don't <laughs> Also, people who put fish in the microwave, that's just so yeah. I think fish is a step too far. Actually, cooking raw fish yeah. at work in the, in the microwave is not good. It's not nice. I just think cooking meat, meat and fish, buy it pre cooked or bring it in cooked. Definitely. Even cooked fish sometimes stinks. Yeah, people really eat fish. While we're on the, the nitpicking, people are not washing out their face. Oh my god, oh, don't yeah. even get me started. When they stack them on the right hand side of the. I know. When they're dry, like, they're, they're covered. There's covered. Literally. Oh my god. Oh, I've said it. Yeah, I've got one. Let's talk about food cravings. Because whether you're craving a bottle of pasta or a donut, experts say that cravings are the body's way of telling us that something is missing and that you need better balance, whether it's vitamins, minerals, energy. So we wrote a piece on what our desire for certain foods really means. And I thought this was interesting. I mean, some mm. of it's kind of common sense, but for example, it said that if you crave chocolate, 
it can indicate that your body's deficient in magnesium and that nutritionists say that more than 80% of British adults are lacking in magnesium and that it's really key for energy production. Yes, yeah, so I wouldn't have thought that. I'd have been like, oh, sugar levels. Mm. You've got yeah. blood sugar. But and that your magnesium levels are lower during your period, which is why you're from creature chocolate. Magnesium's all related yeah. to your energy levels, etc. Mm. Sleeping and kind of regulating your body clock. And I always have dark chocolate in my drawer by my desk and by about 3pm I always have to have it. Right. Yeah, so you say if you're getting and it's funny so if you, my stepmum quite often has to be chocolate before she plays tennis <laughs> she always used to think it's a weird thing and that's quite like an old school like something of like our parents generation yeah. <laughs> so I feel yeah but, <laughs> I mean, and I was, when I was reading this I was thinking about magnesium because I'm taking quite a large dose <laughs> I was a bit horrified the other day when I told her how much magnesium I was but I did point out that it was on the dosage on the back I am taking the maximum but how amazing it's been for my sleep and it's funny because I read this and I thought, I'm not craving cho- I'm a real chocoholic and I'm not craving chocolate as much. I don't know if that's really What since you've been taking the supplements? Yeah, so I don't know if that's because I'm less tired or because I'm taking the magnesium. Or, maybe you know, both, maybe yeah. They're linked, aren't they? But, so that was, it said if you crave sweets or sugar, it's an indication you're running low on energy. No yeah. surprises. Mm-hmm. It said salt, if you crave salt, then it often means that you're very stressed. And also that salt cravings can be a sign of dehydration. Yes. Carbs, it said it's to do with mood. That's no stuff. I'm surprised. Yeah. And cheese. I mean, does anyone ever crave cheese? Yeah, yeah. this yeah. is me all, all over. Really? But cheese I'm is blocky today. Very yeah. addictive. There's been new studies saying cheese is as, as addictive as Class A drugs. Doesn't what? I mean, ridiculous <laughs> clickbait, but that's like, really it triggers something in the brain that if you're a big cheese fan, well, it does say it. yeah, it's a fatty acid deficiency, and all those omega threes and they're linked, aren't they, to brain activity? Yeah. It said that if you get those lumps, small lumps on the back of your arms, yeah, Callum gets them. They're getting so badly. Yeah, I, well. I, I don't eat any cheese. No, I don't. No, I don't. I don't eat any cheese. Lack of vitamin B. I was told. Is it what the lumps? Yeah. Oh really? I don't know. It's true. And the other thing is meat. It's about an iron deficiency. Sometimes I do crave a steak. And it's probably I knew you were going to say that you love a steak, I love steak, but it's mm. probably because I'm low on iron. Right, yeah. And it's not yeah. very often. It's yeah. anyway. So I think the things you need to look at if you're someone that's that craves foods a lot is magnesium, iron, zinc, and B vitamins. There's a lot that's related to vitamin B, isn't there? Yeah. They say particularly for women, vitamin Bs like all the spectrum are very important. That's so really interesting. It says the pill can zap levels of vitamin B, of vitamin B in your body as well. That's really interesting. Yeah, it does. And alcohol, yeah. stress, sugar, vitamin B. I need to look into that. I think more pills. Talking of vitamins not feeling well, we wrote a piece on. Well, this is a bit of a silly piece, isn't it? <laughs> That's what's nodding. <laughs> we wrote it. Why you shouldn't drink before bed. I mean, obviously, it's not good for insomnia. It's great in the short term, but you do wake up a few hours later. But, you know, we all want to drink in the evening. But also, when else yeah. are you going to do it? Yeah. <laughs> in the morning. I'm going to take my so I'm going to have a GMT after breakfast. But, I don't know. I think this actually also focuses quite a bit on wine. And I actually find if I drink, I don't know about you, but my hangover on wine versus spirits. We went to see some friends at the weekend, and I drank so much more wine than usual. I always try and pace myself and drink gin and tonics as long as I can before I have to switch to wine I drank wine early on and I just felt so horrendous yeah. on Saturday yeah, and last night I had some girls for drinks I was very aware that VIP was going live today so I was quite a good girl I was like you've got curfew at 10.45 I don't know I managed to get with them at 11.15 but I only have one glass of wine and I had three gin and tonics and I actually don't at all feel like I drank last night mm-hmm. but had I had the equivalent number of units in yeah. wine yeah. I would feel horrendous I, it only takes me two big glasses of wine to really feel mm. bad yeah so, I think wine gives me a worse headache as well to be fair but it does put me to sleep though if we're talking about wine. sleep yeah, mm. yeah. yeah. they seem yeah, the clearer in the spirit the, the less of a hangover you get so oh do they gin or, or is it sugar for me it's levels? like sticking to the same drink 
if you have one yeah. and you have gin tonic or yeah. vice versa, so, yeah. you're just mixing, aren't you? Yeah. yeah. But obviously, you know, if you suffer from insomnia, then alcohol might help you fall asleep because it but, really affects your sleep pattern. Yeah, but I think if you're not an insomniac, like I do, I just don't agree. I'll always sleep better if I have a glass of I, I don't suffer from insomnia and I just would always sleep better with a glass of anything. Oh, one, though, not four. No, no even four, no, I think four, not yeah. yeah. four. Yeah, but, but I wake up thirsty anyway. It'll knock me out, but I will wake up about four o'clock in the morning, gag mouth, running to the bathroom. I do that every day. I do that every day anyway. Eat the tap. Yeah, And you're like, quick down and high. I know, drink now. I was saying at these friends and I was like, Okay, to drink the bath water in Jersey. I was like, sod it, I'm drinking. <laughs> <laughs> I stayed well, I had a glass and there was a tap. And I let it run for a while. But obviously, yeah, wakes up in the middle of the night and it makes you, well, it makes Ben snore, doesn't it? Yes. Alan claims that I snore and this is the first time that's ever told me it. Maybe it's a new thing. Don't worry, lots of people snore. I'm saying I'm keeping up, so I don't really care. <laughs> Sister duo Sam and Nick Chapman, also known as Pixie Woo, know a thing or two about staying groomed and gorgeous. They've got about 2 million subscribers YouTube, and yeah. they won Best YouTubers at the Glamour Awards. And I've become really addicted to their channel. There's something really hypnotic about watching good videos, but they're, you know, they're good ones and they're kind of great. They were quite young when they started, mm-hmm. they're a bit more grown up now. Yeah, they are grown up and we kind of rounded up three of our favorites they did a great one on um how to get really long eyelashes basically one of them has been using this product called lilash which actually tor's been using as well which apparently is the product if you really want to grow your lashes um, and they did a great video on everyday makeup i don't know i just there's something really hypnotic about watching them there aren't that many youtubers i follow but it's i, I think it's so fascinating this whole youtube world we mm. obviously are sort of in it to a degree with shirts live and our fashion halls that do so well but you know youtube just as a media outlet I think and how it's going to transform the way we consume how it already is mm. how we consume TV you still mm. going to call it TV how you yeah it's all going to change mm. it's all going to change I mean YouTube are now commissioning their own mm-hmm. shows yeah. aren't they and it's interesting when I you know hang out with my I've got younger siblings but so often they'll bring up something on YouTube and they'll end up showing you a clip and mm-hmm. you know as sort of my sister who's in her early 20s just left university I mean I kind of sit for hours watching things on YouTube mm. as opposed to watching TV I'm one of those I've are definitely you? I never watch live TV anymore unless there's really something specific that I want to see. And usually I'll watch on catch up anyway. Yeah, mm-hmm. like Yeah, so I, I do turn to YouTube quite a lot actually. I follow a few. Who do you watch? Ashley Brooke is an American oh, I like her. Yes. fashion blogger. Sort of really nice oh, actually, you got me onto her. She doesn't really yeah. nice fashion content. Yeah. Clossy, you know, um, Carly Kloss, she mm. her YouTube videos are quite good sometimes. She has a few business ones and coding with Clossy They're good. Fashion Slay. I think she's nice. been paid quite a lot to do the coding ones. So she's teamed up with Wix. Yeah, she has. She's got a partnership, yeah. platform. But I think Wix is really good if you want to build a site in Mm. a very simple and easy way. It's quite a good platform, isn't it? Yeah, it is, definitely. And I'm obsessed with um, James Corden's Late Late Show. Oh, are you? That's also made by my friend and their fashion company, FYI. Carpool karaoke just makes my day. Yeah, Yeah, what's his latest one? Will Smith. 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 Yeah, Yeah, I haven't watched it yet. I actually, I'm sorry to say this, I think James Corden has been hyped up to be the most naturally gifted comedian of our time. And I think it's completely wrong. If he's been given a script, he's great. But he can't ad-lib. And if you want... I mean, I think the edit must be just huge on Carpool Karaoke. But there's some quite awkward moments. I think it's the same on the show. I, feel, I actually feel like it's quite forced. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's oh, a yeah, natural stand-up. Yeah. Yeah. I think he's very much a producer. Like, I think he comes up with the idea. He does. He's yeah. one, he is and one of the... Yeah, one of the founders of the blood He's really involved. Well. No, he doesn't. Oh, and I it feels a bit forced to me. He was amazing in One Man, Two Governors. Mm-hmm. I mean, amazing, amazing. But he didn't write that script and he was acting. I'm not saying he's not a good actor. But there's this thing that he's this sort of natural comic genius 
I'm not saying he's not a bright guy. I like his carpet karaoke, but when he has someone weak, it kind of really falls mm. down. Sometimes you feel a bit awkward. He can't carry it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he can't carry it if it's a if it's a weak ass. Sorry. I do love carpet karaoke. <laughs> the Asher one wasn't it. Did anyone I see haven't seen Asher. Oh my god. I watched like the really big ones that went super viral. Well, they all went viral. Asher was the early ones. No, the early ones. Who was the really bad one? Was it Mariah Carey? There was one that was so short and they were just bringing nothing to the party. And a female rapper. Who was that? That one was actually Missy Elliott. Yeah, that was quite is there anyone else that anyone follows? Obviously, we all follow Trini. Mm-hmm. Any others? On YouTube, not religiously follow, but I, I do constantly go on and see what's on trending lists and yes. things like that. I am watching YouTube a lot, more so than any other. Astrid, any you watching? Not really. It's kind of organically you find stuff if you've been searching especially because we searched mm. so much for work mm. and then yeah I'll kind of get sucked into that YouTube bubble and mm. 25 minutes later I'm still <laughs> I think I think the reason that the Chapmans are so are so good and appeal to us is because they're more grown up as well like there yeah. are so many tweeny makeup artists and yes. people kind of doing yeah. stuff on YouTube and actually they're both mums a bit more mature yeah I agree and actually their makeup brushes real techniques are genuinely brilliant and really raved about so yeah. if anyone is keen to invest in their makeup brushes without spending a horrendous amount of money then you know they start at sort of five pounds or something and um, you know even a great big face brush is sort of ten pounds and the industry really raves about them so back on Parisians this week because <laughs> they're famed for their effortless style and their nonchalant attitude and we put together the eight things that any discerning woman Parisian would never be without and they included a Breton trench a Birkin basket white sneakers what else Valley flats Name a bit it. of tweed, yeah, and a big boy hat. I mean, I actually looked at this list. Take baby boy hat out, which I didn't like anyway. But I love you. Look at the baby boy hat. You wear one today, actually. Yeah. You, you, I'm not saying this. You do carry on very well. <laughs> but I think what kind of struck me when I looked at this as a whole was it's actually quite surprisingly mumsy. Mm. Like when you look at this list, so what is it about the French that make it not? Because I I never look at a French woman and think they look mumsy. I think they look, you know, inimitably chic. Yeah. Um, if someone who's not French, but do you know what I mean? You think of an, a knit in a valley flat and a trench and a Breton. Yeah. Mm. I, think, I think it screams it comes down to like an attitude That's and a vibe. Like, yeah. yeah. They probably yeah wearing the trench and some pumps but they're smoking a fag at the same time yeah. they've got a bit of a smudged red lip and messy yeah. hair like yeah. I also think it's cool first of all I think you don't wear it all at once I think that's the key I don't think you should be putting on your Chanel pumps with your skinny jeans and your Breton and your trench because then you will look like you're doing the school run not that there's anything wrong with that but I think it's all to do with what you know remember a fashion day we sat down with Chloe aka Lulu de Saison who is an amazing Instagram star and she was basically telling us that it's all just in the way you wear it isn't it so instead yeah. of putting your trench on you know as it should be just like ow, roll the sleeves or pop a collar or drape it like a yeah. cape you know it's all about kind of styling it so if you're going to wear you know we've got some of those quilted flats the Chanel style ones you know in this edit if you're going to wear them then don't wear them with skinny jeans and like mm. a long top you know it's just about getting that balance I think but I mean yes 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 drape it whatever <laughs> but actually go to Paris they're not draping it they've, they've got it on and they've tied yeah. it up <laughs> they, they've knotted it they haven't put it through the belt holes yeah. <laughs> and they've also got a long short bag which frankly I think are horrendous I get me started yeah. on long short <laughs> bag that's got a long short bag I think they're fine if you go for the short chunky handles yeah. and it's an overnight bag then you're fine but a long handle over your strap is your everything yeah. everyone awesome who knows me this is literally my, my biggest pet peeve <laughs> in the whole world if you are travelling and you're taking a laptop with you that is one thing but using it as a handbag <laughs> like it is not a handbag and it, honestly I, like, I can buy something I think the this. only thing worse for me is gosh this is real pet peeve today isn't it my, the only thing worse to me is someone carrying a Sainsbury's bag <laughs> with their trainers in it to work. If you are that <laughs> desperate, that if you are that person you're listening, just email us. <laughs> 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 
don't Because <laughs> I can't cope with... It's not even that. It's someone in their black tights. They, they've got black tights on. There's a girl in my gym. Black tights, trainers, and she walks out in the morning with a cardio bag that has got her shoes in it. That's very corporate true. to it's do that. Who doesn't have 50,000 free totes in their car? Yeah. <laughs> but I think, yeah, I think that's the point. You go to Paris, they are, they've mm. got a long shawl bag. They do still carry them and they still look good. Well, so I think that's attitude. Cool. Yeah, yeah. should be right. And, and the rest of us are just stuffed because yeah. we're never going to have it. You've worn the bill. Yeah. I think so. So that's it for this week. If you have any feedback, then do email podcast at sherlux.com and please subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes. See you next week. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 